0: Following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network.
1: Now, five minutes of the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city.
0: Slap some bacon on a biscuit, let's go! We're burning
1: daylight!
0: Everyone exaggerates on the internet. You're listening to
1: DW60 on Sorcerer Radio. Welcome to the program. It's DW60's Press Row. However, you may be listening iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're glad you're here to find out what is happening. Over at the Walt Disney World Resort, it is Jeff and Nicole. We are with you.
0: Hello. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uninterrupted. No commercials. (laughs) Just Disney news.
1: Not unless we get a sponsor. Um you want to sponsor the show...
0: Oh, you're more than welcome to.
1: You can. Send us an email. Send your email to dw60 at SRSounds.com.
0: Yeah, if you have a Disney business or a small shop or a service that you'd like to advertise to our listeners, let us know.
1: Speaking of services...
0: I have a service. I provide a service.
1: You do provide a service.
0: I do. If you are interested in booking a vacation, booking a trip... To the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland, uh, trip on a a sailing on a Disney cruise line ship. If you'd like to visit Alani, if you'd like to sell Royal Caribbean, take adventures by Disney, Universal. We were watching a video the other night about the um, progress on Universal's Epic Universe, their new park.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow. My goodness.
0: (laughs) We were like, well, Time to get Universal Annual Pass. Disney needs to step it up.
1: <laughs> Big time. So if you're looking to visit Oof.
0: any of those places uh, anytime soon or, or you know, in the next couple of years, definitely reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help. Um, you can send us an email here on the show. You can find us on Instagram. I, I did start a separate page for my travel agent stuff. I am at theme park travel agent over on Instagram or my email is nicole.davis at magicalparkvacations.com
1: Have you transferred that page to uh, Threads yet? No. Okay, are you going to?
0: Probably not, actually. Okay. Just one more thing to kind of keep up with. Um, I've been trying to post on the show page um... But the the like algorithm on Threads is weird, so I'm trying to get the show page to feature just Disney stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't think they've quite figured out the algorithm for Threads yet. In case you, in case you don't know what Threads is, uh, we talked about this during uh, the show on Friday. Threads is Instagram's you know basic rebuttal of uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. and so, and and so many words. Um, And a lot of it is just based off of your already followed list off of Instagram. So when you log on to Threads and use your Instagram account for the first time, those who you follow on Instagram, you will now follow on Threads. Now, if they have not shown up on Threads yet, it'll show that you're not following them yet. But once you do, it will automatically happen. Just pretty much, Mm -hmm. you know, happen itself. You don't have to press anything. But the good thing about it is, is that they will also show you... An algorithm kind of based off of your already followed list and the content that they have. So, like already on my personal Threads account, I'm seeing other, you know, Disney community uh, people and creators and stuff like that that I may have not seen before or seen on Instagram. And I'm following them as well. The only thing is, once you follow them on Threads, you also follow them on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And then you found out something the other day that you told everybody about that's pretty essential.
0: Right. So if you delete your Threads account, it will also delete the connected Instagram account.
1: Yeah. So you can
0: hmm. delete individual posts on Threads and you can deactivate your Threads account without messing with your Instagram page. But if you delete your Threads account, you will also delete your Instagram.
1: And then once more of your Instagram friends, you know, sign up for Threads, your timeline feed throughout threads is going to look more like it should and not have just the random algorithm that they're putting into your feed at that time so it's going to clean up a little bit but as more and more people decide to just sign up that's when things will happen but already like five million uh oh, and no, then was, 10 million how much is it now
0: when we talked about it thursday night the last i had seen was forty-eight million. Oh my gosh I don't know what it is now, but you can see when you join threads on your Instagram profile, you can see like the number of your profile and you can see like what it was when you signed up, like what number you were. Yeah. So on my personal page and let's see.
1: I don't even know if I've looked at that yet.
0: So the show page was 2,616,630 and my personal account is... Is nine hundred and forty two thousand six hundred and thirty one. Where
1: do I find that?
0: Um on your Instagram profile, like in your bio. So I Wait, was,
1: on threads or on Instagram? On Instagram. Oh, I gotta go to Instagram to do this. Yeah. Okay. So go to Instagram. Go to my okay.
0: And so look on your profile.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, so I was under a million.
1: I was two million five hundred and thirty three thousand eight hundred and forty eight. That's how. That's how many people signed up between you getting on and I getting on, which was in a few minutes of each other.
0: Yeah, it had to have been. That's less crazy. Less than Thirty minutes.
1: That is nuts. Yeah. Wow.
0: So I was just squeaked in under a million.
1: <laughs> that is absolutely nuts.
0: And when we joined, I think it had been live for like four hours.
1: Yeah, roundabout. Yeah. So. But it's working out pretty well, and the show page is also doing very well. It, um, with our followers, yeah. it's doing
0: great. It just, it, it for the time being is very relaxed. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Very relaxed um, in comparison to Instagram, which feels very curated and your posts have to have a, a purpose and a reason and you, you know you want to have a call to action to create engagement and you can't even see any type of metrics right now on threads you can't see how many people are seeing your posts you can't see like you can see that your likes and you can see your replies but you can't even see like when people share your post so the the pressure to perform is not there on threads like it is on other social media platforms and i think people are enjoying it
1: yeah i mean if i just want to go in and just say good morning and just post it yeah that's great and i don't have to worry about it i mean you could still do that on facebook if you want to and people will respond to it but i think it's i just think it's it's really good for threads yeah and and
0: we're having a grand old time. So we have yeah. our standard usernames. So we are at DW60 Press Row over on Threads. If you're not following us already, um, yeah, it's been fun. I did like a, a th- so you can you can create what's called a, th- a thread where you make a post and then you reply to that post. Other people can reply to that post, and it all kind of replies in line and creates like a, th- a thread of of discussion. So I did one the other day. I shared. Um, I went through. Mondays are new release days on Shop Disney. So I went through some of the new releases on Shop Disney and shared like things that I would buy on Shop Disney right now. Uh, the number one thing, the first thing I saw that I shared was they have, they look like Mickey gloves, but they're corn cob holders. So it looks like <laughs> Mickey is holding <laughs> your corn. And I was like, well, that's a must. That's a great idea. I, love I was that. like, I, I want this. That. Yeah. Um, and just some new merchandise and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, I shared stuff like that over on the show page. So it's been fun. It's been very casual and I am enjoying it.
1: Yeah. Check it out. If you have the time, um, a lot of people saying, you know, I just don't need another social media account to keep up with. And, uh,
0: I get. That. I get
1: that. I totally get that. You know, but I, this uh, doesn't
0: have the pressure that some other. Ones no, do. it
1: does not. No, and I think that's a great thing. It's it's fantastic. But we're all glad that you're here. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Hey, while you're listening, make sure to subscribe and follow the show, like over on Apple Podcast. And we definitely appreciate. Um, those five-star uh, ratings and also review the show for us as well. Let us know how we're doing. We appreciate the feedback uh, anytime that you want to give it to us, uh, you know, do it uh, on Apple podcasts you know, you can send us an email. Uh, you can even uh, send us a voice message or a text message to our show phone number. If you like, uh, let me give that to you real quick. I'll get down there. <laughs> oh, where is it? Okay. There it is. You've got it memorized. I can't seem to memorize it. 408-909-3960. That's 408-909-DW60. You can uh, give us birthday shout-outs, and you can do anniversaries. You can let us know about a recent Disney trip that you've had or anything else. Because um, we do like hearing about people's experiences at Walt Disney World, whether they're good or bad. You know, mm-hmm. we, we like hearing about that kind of stuff. Uh, Having you guys as part of the show, uh, as you know, the Disney community is very important to us. And, and we want to be able to interact with you during the show in any way that we can. So please reach out to us uh, if you like. And with that, we're going to get to our headlines for this week. And we start with Nicole.
0: So we, you know, we have two holiday events this year at Walt Disney World for um, November-December time frame. So we have Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, of course, and then we have the brand new Jollywood Nights event over at Hollywood Studios. And we don't, we don't really know much about this event, right? It's brand new, no one's ever been before. They did a tiny, like, media event, but still don't have a ton of information. So as new information has been coming out, people have been just eating it up, like, wanting to know more, wanting to know about this event. So Disney posted casting calls this week for two of the shows that are at jollywood nights and it gave us a little bit more insight into what these shows actually are so we know that over at the hyperion theater there's going to be a nightmare before christmas type of sing-along show and um disney posted some casting calls this week but it also shared in those casting calls a snippet of like a synopsis of the show And this is what they said they said step into the hyperion theater which has been transformed to set the stage for a dark dreamlike adventure that follows two fans through a reality bending exploration of their favorite film tim burton's the nightmare before christmas keep an eye out as you sing along to the iconic songs from the film because in this nightmare you never know when jack skellington or oogie boogie may make an appearance the second show that Disney posted casting for this week was the. It's going to be. It's it's billed to be like a holiday holiday variety show. Now it's going to be over. I think it's called the Theater of the Stars over um, where the Beauty and the Beast show is near Fantasmic. And it says the theater of the stars plays hosts to an all new stage show rooted in the glitz and glamour of vintage Hollywood television specials with contemporary twists of Disney holiday magic. Famous Muppets Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy will be special guests in the star studded production, which features appearances by Tiana, Belle, Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. Joined by a talented cast of singers, dancers, and live jazz musicians, the show is sure to get you in the spirit of the holidays with a toe-tapping, heartwarming, jolly good time. And so some of the castings that they had posted about kind of give you an insight into more of what this will be like so they were looking for a male identifying vocalist who was a tenor crooner with an edgy comfortable with an edgy sound comfortable singing in high energy big band style similar to brian setzer The female vocalist, they were looking for a mezzo-soprano, but they wanted her to be able to sing in the style of Ella Fitzgerald. So it kind of gives you an idea of what they're going for with this. They were also casting for Tiana, um, and they want her to have the ability to riff in a style similar to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. And then for Belle, she will be singing as long as there's Christmas in the same key as the movie score, so in the character's traditional musical theater singing style. So those are kind of an idea of of the type of performances you can expect from these two events over at Jollywood Nights. If you're an annual pass holder and you have missed out on any of the magnets this year, From July 17th to the 30th over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures, Disney will be offering a missed magnet distribution. So you'll have the opportunity to retrieve these three annual pass holder exclusive magnets the 50th anniversary of Mickey and Minnie Magnet, the Orange Bird Magnet, and the Dumbo Magnet. You will need valid admission to Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park via either a park reservation or entering the park after 2 p.m. on a weekday with your annual pass. This, um is subject to your pass blockout dates so if you're blocked out during this time it's unavailable to you they will have to present your annual pass holder card your magic band and your magic mobile pass with your government issued photo id to receive your magnet and they are limiting one set of three magnets per pass holder while supplies last so if you miss those magnets you do have the opportunity here through the end of july to go grab them over at Animal Kingdom.
1: What if you do if you run out of room on your refrigerator for all the annual pass magnets? We have some
0: duplicates.
1: We do have duplicates, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I saw someone in the annual pass order Facebook page say that they had theirs on their fridge, and it made their fridge rust. Really? So, yeah.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. so I'll have to check ours. I've been like, I don't want to take them off because I don't want to know if it's rusting or not. Because I do have to deal with it. <laughs> So I I haven't even looked, but I did see someone say that. So I don't know if maybe they live, maybe it was like a garage fridge where it's like exposed to the humidity more.
1: It could be, yeah. That well. would
0: be highly likely. Yeah. Um, they were saying in their post, they were like, "I don't really mind because I only found out because I'm taking the magnets off because we're replacing the fridge." So it didn't that's really different, matter. yeah. But um, for us, it would matter. It would matter on our fridge. So. <laughs> Um
1: be okay to replace it too at the same time. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah. The
0: fridge came with our house. Um we don't want to pay to replace it. Don't If you can hear me, fridge. Don't. We
1: love you. We love you. We love you. You do good. <laughs>
0: don't do it. Don't do anything. Don't even think about it.
1: No, you're doing fine. Great job.
0: <laughs> Over at the Spring Roll Cart in Adventureland, you know, they always have these cheeseburger spring rolls, but the the second type of spring roll does change seasonally. And the new option is a chicken cordon bleu spring roll. It says chicken, ham, and cheese spring rolls that come with a honey mustard dipping sauce. There's two for $9.50, but the cheeseburger one is still available.
1: Make sure to say that, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the chicken cordon bleu is replacing the pastrami spring roll. Which I, I think if I had to choose, I'd stick with pastrami. I would too, Over yeah. chicken cordon bleu. I think but so. But... I want to try it. Sounds good. Yeah,
1: I think it would be good. Honey mustard, um, I, I'm okay with. I would prefer ranch yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it just ranch just sounds better with chicken and ham and cheese.
0: Well, I think the so. sorry, I think the cheeseburger one comes with a a Thousand Island. I think like a Big Mac sauce. Okay. I believe. I don't know. We haven't had them. We've actually never tried them.
1: Never tried them. Not once. Yeah. So don't get rid of them, Disney, please. Yeah, because we got to try it still. <laughs> you can wait. <laughs> if anything, yeah.
0: That was my news. I just had a couple, whoa, what happened? Oh, um, sorry, my page got all weird. I had a couple quick quick pieces, just a little bit of, of holiday news, and then the magnet information, and last but not least, the spring rolls.
1: You didn't want to talk about any of the menu items for Food & Wine?
0: ah yes so if you are on the dw60 press row patreon we did a bonus episode this past or like this weekend um we went over all of the menus for food and wine so we went through each item and some of the beverages and things that we were looking forward to trying or we would want to be trying um i am a hard cider girly rather than like wine or beer and they had some delicious cider offerings we also talked about Emile's fromage montage returning to Epcot this year you have you need five stamps in your passport to get the redemption item over at Shimmering Sips kitchen um, but they have 12 options for you this year to get those five stamps. So you can do five of one option. You can do five individual items. You can do two of one thing and three of another, kind of however you want to mix it up, but you do have 12 items that qualify for Emile's fromage montage. There's a curry-spiced crispy cheese with mango curry ketchup at the India booth. There's the schnickenoodlen, the pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese in Germany griddled cheese with pistachios and honey in Greece, the Brazilian cheese bread at the Brazil booth, the Canadian cheddar and bacon soup served with a pretzel roll in Canada, the smoked corned beef with house-made potato chips, cheese curds, pickled onions, and beer cheese fondue at flavors from fire, the passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia nuts in Hawaii, which the Hawaii booth doesn't open until August the 15th. Over at the Alps, you have either of the warm raclette Swiss cheese options, either with or without ham. Over at Spain, this are, there's a charcuterie with a selection of imported Spanish meats, cheeses, olives, and an herb vinaigrette. And then over at the Wine and Wedge booth, you have the option of assorted artisanal cheeses and accoutrements, fig and balsamic bourbon souffle with fig tapenade, or a southern pimento cheese with bread and butter pickled vegetables and grilled Red.
1: We recently had a bad experience with pimento cheese.
0: Yeah. During got, the Masters, <laughs> we got bad pimento. Well, it it wasn't like spoiled. It just wasn't good.
1: It just wasn't good. It was like just your regular store bought, locally, you know. And it was not good. No. So when I see that, I kind of go, Do I want to try that? Because the last one was no good. Well, I would hope it would be it would be better. I
0: want good pimento cheese. Yeah. Um, the completer item at the shimmering sips hosted by Corksicle Global Marketplace yeah. is a strawberry cheesecake soft serve topped with a mini cheesecake and graham cracker crumbs in a specialty vessel. They don't tell you if it's a cone or a cup or a bowl. It's just a specialty vessel. It's a mystery. It is It is That's uh that was that was that was kind of what. Kinda of what I what I got. Um, Hawaii mentioned the Hawaii booth isn't opening until August fifteenth. And there's one more booth as well. Hawaii and the Noodle Exchange. Those are both opening August 15th. And then the other kind of important food and wine festival booth breaking news was the brewing over at the odyssey It's going to be featuring the muppet lab so beaker and dr bunsen honeydew are going to be over at the odyssey building they have a pickle shake and they have a scotch bonnet wing scotch bonnet like chicken wing um and there wasn't a ton of information but it makes me feel like the the muppets are going to be in the odyssey like we talked about the the Muppet Mobile Lab um, being available, kind of like how Figment took over uh, at this most recent festival. So um, I'm interested to see June. Sorry, July 27th is when the festival starts. So we only have a couple more weeks until we can can see for ourselves,
1: right? Right.
0: What all this entails.
1: I think as looking over all this on DisneyWorld.com. What kind of catches my eye just off the pictures alone? Definitely Greece because I, I, lo- I love what, what Greece has to offer. Right. Always good. Japan is always good. Uh, let's see here. I think it was China as well. Looked very good. Mexico always looks very good. Yes. And the noodle exchange always intrigues me yes. with what they come up with. As one have, of the ones you mentioned for August the 15th.
0: Yeah, they have a, a beef option, a tofu option, a shrimp option, and an impossible option. So it really is something for everybody there.
1: Yeah, but the, the brewing at the Odyssey, very interesting. We we got into a conversation about the pickle fries.
0: Yo, yeah, those were at the fry the fry booth, the fry basket. Oh, that, yeah,
1: that's right, that's right.
0: So there's a pickle milkshake at the Odyssey, and then the fry basket has pickle fries with Dill Ranch.
1: But you also said you could get a
0: flight. Yep.
1: But we don't know what's on the flight, and we don't know if you get to choose what, you know, maybe three that you get or or what's going to happen. So that's that's something interesting. So if the pickle fries are on the flight, I would probably try them. Yeah. I don't think I'd get a full order because I, I wouldn't be sure if I'd like them or not.
0: Five different varieties of fries, including like a dessert type of fry too. There's like sweet potato fries with yeah. um candied nuts and marshmallows and all kinds of stuff. So
1: Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company had some interesting options that sounded very, very good.
0: Oh, the, there was like a mocha, caramel, nutty, almost like Snickers bar sounding drink. Yeah, that might be a must. And that, here, in oh, the, and peanut butter.
1: I guess in the last year or so, we've we've mentioned this on the show before, have gone out of our way to try things from Joffrey's because. Mm-hmm. Normally, nine times out of ten, you know, you hit Main Street USA, uh, you hit Starbucks right off the bat, and you kind of don't try anything else for the rest of the day. We've gone out our way. We tried something at to, over to uh, and I think it was Tomorrowland.
0: Yeah, we had a s'mores. Yeah one. And then I had, when I was in Disneyland in May, um, they have a ton of awesome specialty cold brews all around the park. So I had a chocolate and caramel cold brew. I had a cookies and cream. I had a s'mores. Like I had all kinds of different Things that that are just all out and about and around the parks in Disneyland.
1: Did we talk about funnel cake on Patreon?
0: We did not. I didn't see funnel cake. Interesting.
1: Let's, I was I'm thinking about open it this up real quick
0: because right. your sister likes the funnel <laughs> she cake loves, stand. Yeah,
1: you heard her. Uh, what like about a month and a half, two months ago on the podcast? I yeah, think? we yeah. talked about going with a yeah. with a
0: larger family.
1: So the funnel cake. Uh, candied bacon funnel cake, funnel cake topped with vanilla ice cream, candied bacon and maple syrup drizzle. That's brand new. Wow. That sounds
0: really good. That does.
1: And I'm not the biggest funnel cake guy, but this, this looks phenomenal. Wow. Yum. Yum. Yeah, definitely yum. I'm liking all that.
0: man, now I'm kind of (laughs) hungry.
1: We just ate dinner. I know. (laughs) Talking Um. about all that, I could guess why you would... Get hungry all of a sudden. I'm more thirsty than anything. All the different uh, beverages that they're offering this year for food and wine—just uh, oh my gosh—sounded like so good.
0: I am a cider girlie, and they had like a raspberry lemonade cider. They had a peach berry cider, like a lot of peach stuff. Oh, the um, Germany pavilion. And we have the grapefruit beer that we like,
1: right? Um, yeah. They had a
0: prickly pear hefeweizen that I would love to try. Lots of refreshing options, which are perfect. For the summer at Walt Disney World.
1: Florida Heat. Yeah, that was definitely.
0: Okay, good stuff. Thanks, Club. Appreciate it.
1: Alright, if you're looking to visit Destination D23 for this year, some more of the details have been released on the schedule, including the appearances from Disney Legends, uh, some actors, as well as Disney plus Hallow Scream, or sorry, Hallow Stream. They don't want to scare you. (laughs) Costume Bash on a Sunday night. That's going to be happening. You're going to hear from Disney historians, Imagineers, and cast members, animators. Disney legends like uh, Bill Farmer and Don Hahn. The voice actors behind some of the Disney uh, iconic characters. uh, Brett Iwan, Ashley Eckstein. We all know who she is. uh, Mm -hmm. Disney on Broadway's own genie, Michael James Scott from Aladdin is going to be there. Also, Josh tomorrow is going to be talking about, uh, what makes the Disney experience so magical and memorable for guests and fans around the world? I, th- I think maybe a lot of people just want to find out what's happening with, uh, galactic star cruiser. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Josh, I'm sure
1: he's going to get that question. Give the people what they want. Yes, Please do. Cause we, we just don't know, but he did mention, and this was confirmed that something is going to be happening with Galactic Star Cruiser they're yes. just not releasing any information. So it's a tax write off and then they're going to I don't know if it's a reimagine or just a modification of what's currently available that everybody can enjoy. And when I say everybody, everybody like you and I. Right. And not just the those other, who can the other 99%. Aff- yeah, those who got to afford, you know, being able to do the voyage on the Galactic Star Cruiser. So I mean that uh, that means a lot. Uh, Dial the clock back to 1923 with Disney legend Don Hahn and director of the Walt Disney Archives. Becky Klein Learn about some of Walt Disney's journey to join his brother Roy in California and the earliest days of the Walt Disney Company, from the Disney Brothers cartoon studio to the Alice comedies, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and how everyone's favorite mouse became a superstar. And he definitely did do that. Uh, Also, like I said before, catch up with the voice actors behind fan favorites, including Brett Iwan, who is the voice of Mickey Mouse, Caitlin Robrock, uh, who is the voice of Minnie Mouse, Disney legend Bill Farmer, Pluto and Goofy, and join them for a hilarious table read of iconic scenes from 100 years of Disney history. Then you can get weird with the Walt Disney archives and experience 100 years of weird Disney moments in the centennial edition of a Destination D23 fan favorite. Next up, journey through Disney's history of optimism and innovation with the people who are a part of a rich history of storytellers and inventors, beginning with Walt Disney's relentless optimism and innovative spirit and leading us to some of the bright minds who are shaping Disney's boundless future. Also, you you can enjoy Uh, go down the rabbit hole to discover the Disney you didn't know as the Walt Disney archives uncover some of the most astonishing Disney discoveries, connections and little known facts that will change everything or at least some things you thought you knew about the Disney universe. Also, celebrate 100 years of Walt Disney Animation Studios with legendary animators and guests and get a sneak peek at their highly anticipated upcoming feature from the film Wish. On the evening of Sunday, September the 10th, kick off the spookiest season in style and skeleton dance the night away with our Disney Plus Hallow Stream costume bash and the grand finale to a weekend full of fun and surprises. Finally, 60 Years of Disney's Audio Animatronics Technology Exhibit. The Walt Disney Archives and Walt Disney Imagineering joined creative forces for a special exhibition at Destination D23 to celebrate the history of audio animatronics technology. This exclusive exhibit will showcase the evolution of art and its related technology through a diverse showcase of rare figural assets, photography, and vintage and what's What is that word?
0: Ephemera. Ephemera,
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and documentation, all in the name of celebrating key moments from Walt Disney, Walt's earliest inspirations and development to modern day. Marvel. Marvels. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things. Uh, there's a couple other things also. You have Mickey's of Glendale, the Walt Disney Company store, ink and paint marketplace. So, a lot of shopping opportunities. <laughs>
0: That's my jam. While you're at Destination
1: 2-23. <laughs> I wouldn't even find Nicole. I'd be doing all these other things and, and listening to Disney Legends and Josh Tomorrow she would be shopping.
0: That's all she did. Yeah, I want the exclusive like Imagineering merchandise. And I saw someone on on Instagram the other day go to the the gift shop at the Pixar Studios. Oh my God. Talk about a bucket list for me. I would just pass away (laughs) if I could go and get Pixar Studios merchandise.
1: I would have to go with you. We'd we'd be completely broke if I let you go by yourself. So, uh, but yeah, lots of, uh, lots of shopping opportunities at destination D23. Now the event does take place September 8th through the 10th there in Orlando, Florida. Where do they do this at?
0: That's at the contemporary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Up on the convention floors. Right.
1: So you don't have to go very far, especially if you're staying at the contemporary or you're at the uh, Bay Lake Towers, Polynesian, Grand Floridian, but it, guess what? It's only a short monorail ride away and, um. Get there very, very easily. So, hopefully, you could enjoy that. There's a brand new phase of construction that's going on for the Disney Vacation Club Tower at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. From what people can see from the monorail and from other nearby areas, they're seeing that crews are working on building the walls and some of the interior plumbing is going on. And we've mentioned this quite a few times on the show about the speed that construction workers are putting together. This DVC resort for the Polynesian. It's going up very fast.
0: Where has that been, Disney? Yeah, I and don't
1: why understand. Why aren't they
0: working on Epcot?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just really popping. When they started, you know, demoing the entire area and got it leveled out, and then they immediately got started on the DVC resort, and it's popped up very, very fast. I can only hope that they will decide to do a new value resort, which you have mentioned before on the show Friday. Yeah. And build a. a a good value resort for us in the same amount of time.
0: Not that there's not a good value resort currently, but I, I uh, think yeah, that's, well, it's, Disney World it's would old, it's benefit, aged. Yeah, from a, you know? a new value resort.
1: We really do need that. We do. We I, do.
0: Just, I was. Cracking up when you were reading the Destination D23 stuff and they talked yeah. about kicking off the spooky season on September 10th. Yes. I'm like, uh, Disney, you're the ones that start the Halloween season back on like October, I mean, August 11th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're a month behind.
1: Well, I, th- I think that's a little bit more official um, yeah. as far as seasonal goes. Because um, August and Halloween, in my opinion, they just don't, uh,
0: no. They don't mix. No. They
1: just don't mix. I don't know. Do you want to talk about some of the, Crowds that were at the Walt Disney World Resort, or lack thereof, oh, that we're not there? <laughs> <laughs> during the Fourth of July weekend, extending into Monday and Tuesday and everything, it was how it was hot. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, the heat was unbelievable here in South Mississippi and also in Orlando. But the crowds were especially low this Fourth of July at Walt Disney World, uh, which is normally you know a lot of locals and out of state people, international as well, show mm-hmm. up for the Fourth of July, and especially the Magic Kingdom is at park capacity. You cannot get in after a certain time. So if you get there, stay there. That was not the case this time around. Actually, this was the slowest 4th of July holiday in the past decade at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeez. When it came to you know average wait times across all of the Walt Disney World theme parks, they say that attractions averaged a 24-minute wait oh my on the 4th of July unheard of that is that's ridiculous so that makes it from what people are saying the slowest day of the of 2023 of the entire year so far and the question that you know a lot of people are bringing up why has this been trending the last couple of months where we've seen the crowd levels at walt disney world go way down from when we thought, gosh, it's it's just people wall to wall everywhere. Everything is just so overcrowded. Mm-hmm. And from, you know, what I'm told from a cast member is that Disney isn't even at full capacity yet. Even when they brought the numbers down because of COVID and the shutdown, they have not returned to full numbers yet. No. And so now we're seeing a diminish of people going to Walt Disney World for vacation. What is the problem?
0: Uh, I I hate to say it, but I do think part of it is political. Um, I saw an article from the Visitors Bureau in Fort Lauderdale saying that they have had some conventions that would normally come to town, deciding to pull out because of the current political climate in Florida. So as much as we want to think that, or want to believe that that Disney you know, is its own entity and people are gonna wanna visit, it does. It does have an impact on the tourism, and, and we're seeing clearly a negative impact. I th- also think part of it is a lot of people who maybe weren't able to travel during COVID or had trips rescheduled. They've kind of they've taken their trips, right? They've been able to make them up. They've had time. They've come back to the parks, and you know now they're saving up again because <laughs> yeah. costs have gone up. It is very much more expensive than it has been in past years to visit the parks. And it's not all Disney. Yes, Disney has raised their prices, but just the cost of travel is more expensive. The cost of flights is more expensive. The cost of a pet sitter and gas and all the things that go into taking a vacation are more expensive. So um, I don't know if this will, is this like a seasonal thing or is this something that we're gonna see um, continue? You know, you can tell that Disney is feeling it because bounce back offers have returned.
1: Which is about to mention that.
0: Right. Yeah. So you know if you've been a, a disney visitor for a while now you will remember that disney used to offer bounce back offers so when you were in your resort room kind of the last day or so um, Mousekeeping would leave a sheet in your room talking about if you wanted to book another trip before you leave you could do so at a discount so the current bounce back offer is if you book a trip in 2024 you can get up to 35 percent off your room but you do have to book it within seven days of checking out of your resort so we, we haven't seen bounce back offers in like three years.
1: Right. So
0: yeah. it tells you, you know, the dining plan's coming back. There's currently discounts through the rest of the year for um, Florida residents, annual pass holders. There's a discount for everybody. There's a discount for Disney Plus subscribers. And then now they're offering this bounce back offer on top of that. So Disney is trying to get people in the parks and we haven't had to see. We haven't seen them have to try to get people in the parks in a while.
1: I think when I mentioned a couple months back when we started seeing these discounts pop up for, you know, 15, 20% off for resort rooms for certain people, it had me worried that Disney was not filling these resort rooms like they have been in the past and have been for the past couple of years since opening back up because a lot of things have been sold out and you haven't been able to get to the parks. Now, people have spent that money that they did save up because they did not travel in 21. I'm sorry, in 2020, may not have traveled in 2021. And so in 2022, you just saw this huge just wave of vacationers, you know, hit Florida and everything. And now they've taken their vacation. They want to do something else. Mm -hmm. Prices have gone up. We can't afford it. And know, something we talked about with my sister. Average Disney family being able to vacation at Walt Disney World just isn't as possible as it used to be. And it's starting to show.
0: I did text her. You know, when all these discounts have been coming out, bounce back offers came back. And I sent your sister a text and I said, I would not be surprised if in the next year or so we see free dining.
1: Even with dining just now starting up in January?
0: Uh, it wouldn't shock me. It was always a tactic. It was a tactic that started after 9 11 when tourism, like 2008, started to dip down. Yeah. Um, tourism really took a hit. Um, and so it's a tactic that they've used to get people into the parks. And. Uh, Maybe, you know, they're pulling all these other of their old tricks out. So it wouldn't shock me within the next like year or so if we saw free dining offers come back. Yeah. Maybe just for Disney Plus uh, subscribers, maybe just for, you know, certain groups of people. Um, and she was like, heck, yeah, that's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> She's like, I'm waiting on free dining. Because, yeah, if it's going to cost, you know, tickets are going to cost an arm and a leg, and you got to pay for a resort room where you have to have fit a party of five, you know, at least if you can get free dining, you know, it'll take some of the, the load off.
1: Yeah, so be listening to the show, and uh, anytime anything pops up, we will let you know as soon as it does. Because uh, that make could make it, make it or break it for your next Disney vacation if you want to yeah. go. All right, let's move on to the Magic Kingdom. Tickets are now on sale for... Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party for 2023. And as those tickets went on sale, Disney did provide a first look at some of the event merchandise that's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Interesting um, spirit jersey. It says yeah. joy to the world on the back of it. Uh, Mickey and Minnie with a couple of presents, red in color. Joy. Some reindeer on there as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A, uh, this, uh, There's a pin. There's a pin. I think it says and a mug. happy holidays on it.
0: Holiday magic. Yeah.
1: Holiday magic. Okay, I do like the mug. I think the mugs real nice.
0: I've they they shared a, a, another peak of this merchandise previously, and I think this is party exclusive merchandise. But they shared like holiday merchandise. Sure, yeah. And it, it has a the characters themselves have a vintage style to them.
1: Not the new Mickey look. The old no. Mickey look.
0: Yes, an old Mickey. Yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot, especially the spirit jersey. I think that looks pretty good.
0: You like the spirit jersey? Not
1: that I'd wear it, but I think it looks good. Okay, Okay. let's establish that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, some nice t-shirts as well for event merchandise as well. Um, Mickey on the front with the castle and uh, some other... Nice detailing on it. Green in color with a uh, red collar as well, T-shirt, so you can enjoy that. Tickets for very uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party are limited. Ticket prices range from $159 to $199 per person. Party dates are November 9th, 10th, 13th, 14th, 16th, 17th, 19th, 21st, 22nd, 26th, 28th, and 30th. And December the 1st, 3rd, 5th, 7th, 8th, 10th, 12th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 19th, 21st, and the 22nds. Lots of opportunities. Yes. Lots of opportunities. There is a new Disney's Riviera Resort Lounge Fly Backpack and Mini Ear Headband that are now available. They were found over at La Boutique in the gift shop lobby. You've kind of 50-50 on these backpacks, aren't you?
0: They are too small for me. Too
1: small. They are you too small. cannot fit a lot in them.
0: No, and I'm a Fanny pack girly.
1: And they cost... Relatively decent price, not exceeding, or at least these are not exceeding $100. Like the Riviera Resort Lounge Fly Backpack is $78. It's got uh, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy on it. Uh, some Mickey ears, or Minnie ears, or whatever you want. A bow. And it's got uh, the RR, Riviera Resort's uh, logo on it. And what is that? I can't tell what that is right there.
0: Oh, I think they're postcards. Postcards? Okay. Yeah blue in
1: color kind of some yellow in there is that, it looks nice i like it. it
0: is 78 dollars to me is too much for the size
1: okay all right so um, each their own but
0: yeah people love those launch ride backpacks they are really good quality and you don't need to carry around a ton a lot of times what i see um, women specifically or mothers do is they have their diaper bag or their park bag for the kids and stuff which is in the stroller um, and then this Is a good size bag just to have your items, your wallet, you know, your um, whatever you have for you that you can leave the stroller when you get on the attraction and take with you. So you're not leaving your keys, wallet and everything in the stroller when you go.
1: I have always said that the Loungefly backpacks are more of an accessory Mm -hmm. for the ladies and the outfit that they're wearing for the day. That's how I've looked at them and and they work well. They do really well with them and you can accessorize with what you wear with these backpacks quite a bit. Uh, at the same time, the mini ear ba- headband goes along with the same theming as the backpack. You have that Riviera logo and the postcards in the bow and the blue ears that go along with the headband as well. Forty four ninety nine on the price for these. Uh, is that high or low for um,
0: It's a little high, but little it's high. kind of in line with these. The, the lounge flight ears have been popping up more and more. Yeah. Rather okay. than just the, the standard Disney ears.
1: So if you want some, pick them up.
0: Pick them up. Pick them
1: up while they're still available because they may be gone very, very soon. All right, let's go to Epcot. Some brand new pilings have been seen driven deep into the World Showcase Lagoon. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be supporting Epcot's brand new fireworks show, which is set to debut later on this year. Now, some of the reports say that the pilings are about 55 feet tall, but only the top 10 feet or maybe a little more is is visible above the water. And they are clustered around the uh, existing electrical vault in the middle of Lagoon. Now, you have said, you know, talking about this debuting later this year, you have Mm -hmm. said a specific date.
0: I am predicting October
1: 1st. October 1st. Mm -hmm. Makes sense for something to open on that day. Epcot's, you know, anniversary day.
0: Right. Yes, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. Uh, But what the pilings are for? Interesting. Makes me very interested as to what it's going to be. Obviously, with the pilings, I would think a permanent fixture.
0: Right. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be something that, you know, we just got rid of the barges.
1: Exactly. But
0: yeah. from the pictures I've seen, the videos I've seen, this does not look as big. And it looks like there's <laughs> it, not they're not spread out over the lagoon.
1: No, they're not. Um, One centralized spot.
0: Yeah. And they're, maybe maybe the pilings are permanent and there's going to be something like tethered to them.
1: Possibly. Each
0: night yeah. or we don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything about this show.
1: But only sticking out 10 feet out of the water, at least it doesn't seem like it's going to be an eyesore. Yeah. So maybe not ruining the sight lines of the World Showcase Lagoon, we hope, because we don't like that, Disney. Yeah,
0: no. Nope. Okay. We want to see.
1: <laughs> we like to see things across the lagoon, not big stargates and everything else. All right. Sticking at Epcot, uh, the Eevee parking lot is now open. Eva. Of course, it is uh, named after the character from the movie Wall-E. And that lot has been used for some time now.
0: Eve. (laughs)
1: Eve. Eve. Evie. uh, Parking lot is being utilized by guests who arrive in the park early in the morning before cast members begin filling their lots. Uh, The parking lot is right there behind the massive Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind building, which is on the eastern side of the Epcot parking lot. Also, in addition to the parking lot, Disney has blocked off the unused parking lot courtesy tram lanes, and you're able to walk in that area for if you're parking in that area. Are trams still not running at Epcot? No. What in the world is they going on? They sure are not. <laughs> Why?
0: I don't know. What is the point of when, this? When they announced that the trams were coming back, they said that the trams would be back to all four parks by the end of 2023. I mean, I'm sorry, end of 2022.
1: 2022, yeah. Liars. Like that is not the case and, and I Epcot is a huge parking lot. It is massive.
0: Um I I saw a statistic like a week or so ago and it said if you parked in every parking spot at Epcot for a day, it would take like it was like three years or five years or something to park in every parking spot. How many years? I can remember it was three or five or something like that. Then it would take that many years. For you to park in one parking spot every day in the Epcot parking lot. That is crazy. I believe it.
1: It's a huge parking lot. I think it is massive. Absolutely massive. But Disney, you've got to get these trams yeah. running.
0: <laughs> I wonder if it's a staffing issue. Like it's got to be either staffing or mechanical.
1: I wouldn't think it's mechanical simply because a lot of the trams were recently replaced They're electric. to a more environmentally friendly type of uh, vehicle that pulls all the trams.
0: It's electric.
1: Doo-doo. So I I can't, I, I it has to be a staffing issue yeah. that they don't have enough people to do it. But my goodness gracious. it's. It, I'm already walking so far.
0: Please. Please,
1: You know, throughout, you know, just Epcot itself and the World Showcase, how many miles, like 10 to 15 miles, At you know, while you're at that Easily. park? Easily. Easily. And then uh, now I'm walking to my vehicle too. Let's, let's add another mile to that. <laughs> Like, oh, goodness, you know, gee whiz. Get them running, Disney, that's that's what we want, just get them running. Let's do some emails.
0: It's email time, it's email time. Hey, everybody, it's email time. Uh
1: All right, what does this email say?
0: This email says, hi, Nicole and Jeff. Hi. Hello. I'm just wondering if you have heard what Disney will replace the H2O products with and when they might run out of the products in the resort rooms. We are going in October. It's our bucket list stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge for four nights, and I sure hope that H2O is still there. That is from Lisa Watson. Hi, Lisa. Lisa. So, no, we don't know. They haven't said anything. (laughs) They've been, like, really weirdly quiet about it, and I think they maybe had to say something about the partnership because H2O was, like, the company was closing. So I don't think they would have said anything if they, they didn't have had to at that point. Um, I have stayed at the Grand Californian in May and I stayed at Port Orleans Riverside in April and both of those hotel stays. I had plenty of H2O products in my room. So in my personal experience, I think you should be fine with your stay in October at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, but we don't know what they're replacing it with. However, I do have... Of what I would like them to replace it with. You have a theory. Yes. So if you are familiar with Disney Springs or the lobby of the Grand Floridian, you have seen Basin or Basin White. Um, they are a line of personal care products, bath bombs, bath salts, lotions, soaps, scrubs. We are partial to their lip balms. Um, and they have have collaborated with disney and, and been partners with them for a long time and so i would love for basin to take over the in-room amenities that would be my preference we don't know but if i if i had any input <laughs> that was what i would say it would be that basin's coming but um they were supposed to have enough through the end of the year so i don't think you'll have an issue
1: recently when the uh Improvement District had one of their hearings going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one of the owners of Basin showed up at the hearing expressing their concern with everything that was going on between the state of Florida and Disney and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I heard her mention that Basin originated in is it Colorado or Montana or something like that. Uh,
0: sure.
1: Far away, if I remember it correctly. Uh, but anytime that we've ever, ever gone into Basin, there's always people in there.
0: Yeah. Very popular. I mean,
1: just very, very popular uh, when it comes to the store. And um, I think it'd be a nice addition to the resorts if they were able to mass produce like that for the resorts. We're talking a lot of rooms here. We're talking a lot of product. I don't know if they're big enough to be able to do that. Um, But in the meantime, if you're staying in a Disney resort that does not have H2O products for you to just grab and take with you, Mm Are the H2O products still in the fixed soap dispensers in the uh, in the bathrooms, in the shower? Are still H2O as yeah. far as we know?
0: Yeah, as far as we know. So yeah. they refill those, right? So if they're right. refilling it with something yeah. that wasn't, we wouldn't really know. Um, As long as the scent is the same.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So I'm thinking if, if you're that in love with it and you love it as much as you do, uh, bring some bottles with you that are yeah. empty yep. and fill them up.
0: Your little travel bottles yeah. from the grocery store. Um, I would bring some. I'd because you
1: can't buy any anymore. They're all sold out. They're gone.
0: No, and I like the body lotion. And so when I stay at a resort, I always ask for a couple extras. I've got a good back stock. I probably have nine bottles of this. Oh, stuff. okay. And I all have right. one here at my desk when we record. I have one next to the bed. I have one at my desk at work. And then I have a couple more in a drawer. So I really like the, um, let's see, I have it right here, the sea salt body lotion.
1: Oh, okay. I like it. Nice. So we hope that answers your question. Uh, we'll keep a, Sharp eye out and see what happens with those products. And uh, maybe. What, you,
0: what you tell me the other day? Keep a weathered eye. Keep a weathered eye out, matey. R. It was the first time. <laughs> so the first time I heard that saying was like earlier in the same week. And then Jeff said it to me, too. And I was like, what?
1: Weird, right? <sighs> Next email comes from Dan Sullivan in Boston. Hello, Dan. Massachusetts. Says, hello, Jeff and Nicole. Hello. Hope you are well. I hope that your dogs handled the 4th of July well. Eh. Not really, no. <laughs> no,
0: they did not. It was
1: a very, very um, tense time. Very tense. couple of days worth, actually. Because in our neighborhood, it's like a war zone.
0: Yeah, much. we're not in the city limits, so. <laughs> no, they go crazy. Yeah, it's a, a little more lax. Uh,
1: he went on to say with a recent, uh, you know, thing going on with guests behaving badly at Walt Disney World, He wants to turn the Galactic Star Cruiser It should be transformed into the Walter Elias Disney Memorial Detention Center for misbehaving and unruly guests. That's a heck of a name. Uh, Basically turning it into a prison (laughs) that people have to stay at for the rest of their vacation. Uh, Just feed them, you know, sandwiches and and chips. Uh, No mayo or salt and anything like that. Uh, Maybe some rice. Make them watch people enjoying their time in the parks, but don't let them watch on TV the parades and the fireworks and stuff like that. I mean, it's, Dan, I think Disney's probably going to do something else. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. That's an interesting, uh, you would think to look at the building that it would be a detention center because it has no theming to it whatsoever. (laughs) It's just nothing but concrete walls. No windows. No windows at all. So I get where you're coming from on that. Uh, But he went on to say, I really think Disney World needs more value resorts, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. I think the next value should be built on the Animal Kingdom property. I also think that a value resort should be built within walking distance to the Magic Kingdom. What do you think of that?
0: That'd be cool. I don't see it happening just because that's part of paying the premium for those deluxe resorts is their proximity to the Magic Kingdom. Um, But if they could extend the monorail line and put a value resort somewhere on the monorail, that'd be really cool.
1: Well, I think if they're going to spend the money for extending the monorail line, they need new monorails.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: That's going to happen. You just can't uh, extend it and expect these things to keep up. It's not going to happen. Also went on to say, if Walt Disney World was to build another gate, I think they should build rides that are geared more towards the bolder teens, the older teens, and the adults. <clears throat> well, I don't know. He said, maybe a scarier haunted mansion. A Pirates of the Caribbean based on the first movie, make it a land for the villains. Have jump scares throughout the area. Make small world where the dolls are out to get you, and maybe add a coaster or th- two or three. Always thank you for your time, your friend Dan Sullivan. So Dan, um, I could see a park, you know, maybe for bolder teens and older teens and adults. I could, I get that. A scarier haunted mansion, yeah, that that won't happen. Pirates of the Caribbean, based on the first movie, yes, I think that should happen either way. Right. Not that I don't like Pirates of the Caribbean. Now
0: I think it's coming back to theaters.
1: But yeah, I, I think a lot of what he's talking about is the attraction that they have over in Tokyo. Is it? I believe it's Tokyo Disney Sea.
0: Shanghai.
1: Is it Shanghai? I think okay, it's Shanghai. maybe it's Shanghai. It is based more off the very first few movies.
0: The uh, you're Pirates about of the Caribbean the screens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm Shanghai. talking. Okay.
1: Um, I think that's a great idea. Would Disney like that? I don't know. I don't know if that might happen. I have no idea. Um, Small World, where the dolls come out to get you? No, Creepy. no, don't want it. Uh, don't need it.
0: If you've ever read the Kingdom Keeper series, there's a book based on like Disney Parks after dark, basically, and that's one of the books. Is that the dolls in Small World come alive? Yeah. No. Thank you. They're not nice. No, they're not. Yeah.
1: You've never read those books. I hear they're pretty good. You should probably read them. That's what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resort here on DW60. Well, that's the news.
0: And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com.
1: And that brings us to the end of the show. We want to thank everybody for checking out DW60's Press Row podcast this week, finding out what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. We are so grateful and thankful for you listening to the show. If you need to get in contact with us, this is how you do it.
0: You can find us on Facebook, the DW60 Press Row Facebook page. We are over on Instagram and threads at DW60 Press Row. We also have a Patreon. Like we mentioned, we did a Patreon bonus episode this past weekend talking about all of the menus for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival presented by Corksicle. We went through each item and kind of gave our thoughts and, and chatted about them and talked about the festival at So that's fun over there. If you're um, a patron of our show, we greatly appreciate you. If you want to send us an email or if you have a birthday to celebrate that you'd like us to share on the show, you can send it to DW60 at srsounds.com or you can shoot us a text message or leave us a voicemail or text us a voice memo to our phone number, which is 408-909-DW60 or 408-909-3960.
1: Don't forget to check out DW60 on Sorcerer Radio. That happens every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. Two hours of news headlines and also Disney music. So we're very thankful for that. Thanks to Sorcerer Radio for allowing us to be on for a couple of hours. That happens again, 8 a.m. Eastern time. A replay also happens at 7 p.m. Eastern time that same night. We'd love for you to join us over there. You can listen over at srsounds.com or you can download the Sorcerer Radio app, which is available for Apple and Android devices. If you're looking to take a trip to Central Florida, going to Disney or Universal or taking a Disney cruise, don't forget to contact Nicole about those details Tell them what that email address is one more time.
0: Nicole.Davis at MagicalParkVacations.com.
1: She'll find all the deals for you, get that dining done, and so much more. And guess what? It costs you nothing. We will see you next time here on the show. we hope you have a fantastic and magical week, everybody. Take care.